What is going on, everybody? It is Friday, October 10th, 2020. Uh, you know, yesterday my clunker of a car got a uh, flat tire in the rain, but you know, things are looking up, life's looking up, and we have got a great show for you. It is our Friday finale, uh, phone it in Friday, if you will. And uh, to celebrate such a thing, Walters is going to rock us in, and then we're going to rock you out. Walters? Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do, except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Thank you very much, Walters. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. I am joined by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to them folks. Hi to them folks. You're really really good. Simon says Josh is really good. Um, HiddenOaksOverdose.gmail.com, Facebook.com slash HoodPod, Anchor.fm slash HoodPod are places you can interact with us. YouTube.com slash... There's also a place you can find us. Mentioning that, be a friend, tell a friend. We're on a journey to 100 subs so we can get a custom URL. Um, we're currently still at 23. We made no progress since last week, but we also put in no effort to increase that number since last week. So you reap what you sow, as they say. Uh, segment start times are down in the strip description below for all you audio people. And for you uh, not audio people, get bent. Thank you, Levi Oki. You can find him at Levi Oki Illustration. He is our beautiful illustrator. He's responsible for all the beautiful art you see, including Josh and I. He is both of our fathers. Josh, how are we Hi, doing? Dad. Josh, how are we doing today? Uh, well, I just had a notification pop up on my um, computer screen saying that my internet connection is spotty. So, well, why would you get a phone notification on your phone that says that? Not on my phone. It was on my computer screen, and it just said really big words, "bruh." charter <laughs> and i know what that means so yeah so you're, um, you're saying tonight might be bumpy tonight might be bumpy let's just say during your little introduction talking about email facebook um anchor and journey to 100 subs all i heard was sounded like i was on um uh peanuts um charlie brown i, th- I thought the teacher was talking to me wah, 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 wah. Yeah, I see you have Emmy-winning TV is back, and then you kind of threw in a conundrum by adding The Masked Singer. Josh, The Masked Singer is an Emmy award-winning TV show. That was going to be our chit-chat. Josh said he's doing good with Spotty Internet, so I guess Josh is fine. But yeah, if you were going to ask me, because you had it for a couple weeks, I was going to say, Josh, other than the flat tire thing, I am excited because Emmy-winning TV is back. The South Park pandemic special was hilarious. and then the- Oh, I didn't watch it. Damn it. Hey, well, you can still watch it. It's, I'm sure it's on Hulu or wherever they do South Park these days, HBO Max, whatever. Um, and then The Masked Singer also came back on Wednesday. They're both Wednesday shows. And yes, Josh, The Masked Singer is an Emmy Award winning TV show. So show a little respect, huh? Put a little respect I mean, on their name. You you had told Nikita and I to give it a shot, and we did. We, we accidentally left their moat in the other room when we were in the kitchen, and it came on after a football game one week. Yep. And 15 minutes into that, I actually got up went over and muted it i mean that makes you a snowflake josh i mean you got to get out of this cancel culture you got to enjoy things for just for what they are you know no 
You no, don't, you don't, I don't know that? That's the snowflake culture. Enjoying In- things for what they are is snowflake inclusion. culture. Yeah. Everybody gets a slice of the pie. No, if you suck, you're done. Aw. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, how come I got all those participation trophies as a kid? Well, that's just because they had extra trophies. They thought there was 14 <laughs> kids on the winning team, not 13. And so they just gave me, of all the people on the team, they gave me the they, extra one. They huh? saw you crying. <laughs> they saw you crying. Josh, I didn't get a fucking trophy. Would you not cry if everyone else was getting a trophy and you didn't get one? I don't know. I was a winner. Oh, were you, pal? You never lost anything ever, huh? Must be nice because I didn't win anything. Ugh, sorry. We, uh, we're going off on a bit of a tangent there. That was, let's just say that was weird. But, Josh, we are trying to bring, bring back a little bit of spice tonight. Um, you know, you were, we're, we're not there yet, but Josh, Josh and I talk about the show every once in a blue moon. Um, and he was like, you know what this show needs? More bickering. And I was like, Josh, you're absolutely right. Let's disagree about stuff. And so we'll disagree a little bit later. But we are here to bring you the energy. We are here to bring you the hype. Um, the world is crazy right now. The president's got COVID. I mean, it, so Josh, does everyone who comes to Minnesota get COVID now? Because the Titans were here, and now there's like 11 Titans that have COVID. Trump was just here. Now Trump's got COVID. Is that a quinky dink? It's it's those yeah those that show up and leave. They're the ones that get it. So it's so they if they come here, they have to stay here forever, unless they want COVID. Exactly. Yep. Makes sense to me. All right, Josh, that's probably enough chit-chat unless you had something. Uh, no, how are you doing today? Uh, Josh, I'm doing great. Emmy Award, did we just do the Groundhog's Day bit and just <laughs> did do that in a circle for a while? The mass Singer's back, Josh. I've never been better. You know, Nikita and I gave that a shot. You told us to give us 15 minutes, and one day we were in the other room and forgot the remote near the TV. Yeah, and, and then what happened? Watched a whole 15 minutes before I had to get up and go over there and turn that garbage off. Do you remember which episode it was? I mean, the the whole point of the show is to let them sing and then guess and then see who gets revealed at the end. Because it could be anybody. That's the exciting part. Like, Sarah Palin's been on there. T. Payne's been on there. We've had Drew Carey on there. Like, it is a smorgasbord of individuals. Gronk was on there. Antonio Brown. Like, there's been a lot of people from different walks of life on there. That's what makes it fun. You'd literally never know. So how was your day, Garlic? <laughs> All right, fuck you. We're going to the Fantasty Zone. Uh, we don't have sounders for this yet. We may, we might be getting sounders here in a bit. I might be cooking something up and be uh, by. Uh, I might. I mean, I might be having someone else cook something up. But we will see. We will see. Is about it that. the guy that does that really, really, really good deep voice intro? <sighs> oh, you mean like the movie trailer guy? Well, I'm talking about our big voice guy. Who's our big voice guy? Oh, Walters? <laughs> Josh, yeah. you should ask me how business is doing just for a callback. How's business, Gar? That's right, folks. Soundboard is back in effect as well. But, uh, you know, I know Brian's a temperamental guy, probably a little sensitive. Um, and he knows this is his segment, so let's hop right into the fantasy zone, like I said. Brian did send us an email last week, and Josh... Um, what I said we should do this week, we have, we've only included the word once so far. So I, you know, I'm kind of disappointed unless you had it all planned for later, but this is what Brian writes in his, go ahead. No, go on. No, go on. Okay. This is what Brian writes in his email. Subject line, hoodcast 926. Well, boys, I just got to tell it like it is. 
You followed up the best hood cast ever with a clunker. The start with five minutes of clown music was only the beginning. Uh, that is correct, Brian. If it's the start, it is the beginning. Good job. Uh, it rambled on from there. Can't all be the best, but you can do better. This week's top five multi-controller player video console controller game. What the hell does that mean? Yes, I played Pong. At least until my brothers and I fought over it, broke it, and mom said, no more. After that, we had outside. You know, not in the basement eating Doritos and making friends on headsets. Love the grum. Brian, phone number, email, and then Stormy. So Josh, I think I've solved the riddle from last week, but we'll get to that in a sec. Uh, Brian, first of all, how fucking dare you call us a clunker? I mean, that's rude. I mean, we are very sensitive people. Josh, are you offended by this clunker comment? Uh, a little bit. I'm actually, yeah, no, we are not sitting around flopping in failure right now. This is a successful show. We have 23 followers. 20, 23 subs. And that's just on yeah. YouTube. Think about, we're literally on like 10 platforms. Think about how many people listen to maybe one of those. We, we add them all up. We're probably sitting around 32. <laughs> child uh but yeah that's kind of fucked up right and also the five the starting five minutes of clown music see brian i know you've probably never put out a live stream before but you see when you go live you want to have a countdown be there so when people like you send out your links and stuff and people want to enjoy the live stream they have a, a chance to join in on the live stream and be with it live um instead of being behind so if like if someone were to join the live stream 10 minutes late they either have the chance to miss the first 10 minutes or scroll back in time and then they're 10 minutes behind the whole time so you put the countdown on there you go live a little bit before let people get in that's why the music's there that's why the countdown timer's on the screen and we play music there because otherwise a uh you know a silence timer countdown would be lame so that's why the count music's there brian i know you don't fully understand because you probably still struggle with the technology of fire sometimes but it happens any other things we want to say josh about brian just coming at us does this mean we're a stinker does this mean we're canceled you know, I don't know. Uh, this this whole thing, I, I did kind of stress about it during the week. It's been a debacle. I'm just not a big fan. So I guess, wait, are we canceled or no? I'm trying, just trying to follow your logic from earlier. If you're not the best or if you're not good, you're out or whatever you said. Oh, no, we're we're good. That's just one person's review. Oh, I see. Yeah, because for what it's worth, Carmel did tell me that he loved last week's show. So, I mean... Yeah, so, you know, even it out. I hated it, you liked it, so we're back to even. Boom! Uh, anyways, uh, we'll only try to sprinkle in the you know the word clunker about 80 other times, because uh, we're not salty. Uh, so, Josh, last week, if you recall, after Brian, in Brian's email signature, was his name, phone number, email, and then the word Boland, and neither of us knew what the hell Boland meant. You remember that, right? Do you recall any of this? I ask you as you take mm-hmm. a, a nice drink. Um, so, but we, did you ever, did you ever do any more research? Did you ever think of what Boland might be? Uh, no, the trail ran cold yesterday afternoon. Oh, I mean, how'd you get the trail to go that long? Uh, procrastination mostly (laughs) until yesterday afternoon. Gotcha. Uh, but so anyways, it was Boland and then this week is Stormy and we both know what Stormy is, right? In relation to the Canups. We both are very familiar with Stormy. Yes. Bad hunting weather. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Are you for real? I do know. Okay. Yes. So, so Stormy is a is a former uh, dog of Brian's and the Canups at large. Uh, I don't think it's his first pet, but it's definitely a name of a pet of Brian's. And so you talk. We've been talking about credit cards and CSVs and 
you know, mother maiden, mother's maiden name and first uh, name of your first pet. I'm thinking Boland has to be his mother's maiden name. What do you think about that guess? That might, yeah, that might be a good one. So or it's his first pet. So, so he's just, oh, that's actually, I never thought about that until just now. You think he named a pet of his Boland and he's just going through sequentially the name of all his pets? That's an option. I mean, the mother's maiden name makes sense, but then the other option is that when he was little, he wanted to name his first pet fish Poland, but he struggled with his peas. So he's like, Boland. And see, that comes full circle because Brian's an older man right now, so he probably also still struggles with his pee um, with a, probably a very, <laughs> yeah. large, very large prostate, you see. So, I mean, it's, it all comes full circle for Bri. Yeah, no, it's, 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 yeah. The only thing I can say is, I'm, I'm not, your logic's good, and I genuinely never thought about it. The only thing I can say is I would heavily doubt that Stormy was Brian's second pet. I would find that hard to believe. Just because we met Brian when he was, what, 104? And that was Stormy was around when we yeah, were that's kids. Generous. Right? Yeah. I'm just, I mean, you know, you can't bury the guy completely. Yeah, no, no I, I believe it's a mother's maiden name. I'm going to lock that in as final answer, Bob. Oof, I appreciate, I appreciate your confidence. So we've got two of the three because usually out, you almost always have three security questions. So next week we will have everything we need to know about Brian's banking uh, situation. So Brian, appreciate you donating to the cause um, and all that. Uh, so that was his email. Uh, we, we ranted a lot there, but it was fun for us. Uh, Josh, we also got a comment on the YouTubes. Uh, we got a comment from Jack. You ready for the question? I guess I should sure. say it is a question. All right. He commented on la- or he commented on one of the videos. I can't see which one it is, but I assume it's last week. Um, Jack Vickers commented, Since Josh is clearly going for the Gardner look and crushing it, if you both had to pick which player would you say Gar looks most like? Josh, I'm going to have to defer to you, at least for the initial answer. Oof. I wish I would have had time to look into this. Um, you know. I'm assuming it's someone on the line, if I had to guess. No, well, I was <laughs> going to give you, I was going to give you, what's the guy's name? The giant bearded lineman from uh, Pittsburgh. Ooh, the giant bearded, uh, you say lineman or linebacker? lineman his his beard isn't contained by his helmet that, that's true yeah i can't think of his name off the top of my head i know exactly what you're talking about though i can see the beard down to his fucking balls for sure yeah it's it's either that guy or tom brady it's kind of a coin flip for me that's respectable and uh i i learned about this comment only moments before we started uh live streaming and so i didn't have much to think about it but i'm sure if you could find some generic offensive lineman that is blonde and obese and as a beard, I could probably fill in uh, pretty respectively. It might be slightly shorter. I'm only 6'4". I know offensive linemen are big boys. But So to answer your question, Jack, we don't have an official name. But if you give Josh another week, he will not think about it until maybe next Friday and then look something up right before the show. And I'm going to forget about it. So, Yeah, no, I'm, absolutely. What, what are we talking about? Exactly. Uh, one one more thing I want to uh, address here. Uh, we've kind of thrown it the bet board. hasn't been very hot for us. We have not done much betting on the bet board. Um, but if you remember from early in the sh- early in the season, we did our 256 show. Brian gave us a couple comments. He threw out a couple bets at us, and he was like, 
You know, we try. I tried to get negotiate the terms. He said, "Go tuck yourself in." So I only took one of Brian's bets. He wanted to the Jets plus the Giants win record against the Packers win record. You recall this, Josh? I do. I, you've already locked that up, didn't you? Well, I feel pretty confident about it because the Giants. I'm pretty sure are zero three, right? Mayhaps. I'm not. I'm honestly not sure on the Giants' record. I know for sure the Jets are zero three. Yeah. Jets are 0-4. Oh, that's right. The Jets are 0-4. Tough, dude. Uh, and yeah, the Packers, as we know, are 3-0, soon to be 4-0, unless they become the new Atlanta Falcons. No, 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 no. We don't accept those kind around here. So it looks like you're searching things. Were you trying to see what the Giants' record was, or no? Um, yes. And how scroll is it? Scroll down, scroll down. 0-3. Right, okay. So, um... He texted me today. He said, take the $5 I won for the side bet and stick it in your pocket. I can see the New York, New York versus pack. I was like, Brian, there are 13 weeks left. And the, his, his text confused me a little bit, but he says, zero Jets, period, two Giants, period. Pack has three. I should not have doubted the 256 show. So I don't really get the zero Jets, two Giants, but I do know the Zero pack. wins, two. That's his prediction for the rest of the season. I got ah. it right away. Well, see, I'm not very bright, Josh. And see, that's why we complete each other, because you're smarter. I just happen to be more organized, and we complete each other in that way. Yep. I, I mean, I spent eight years in college, so. Yep. That's longer than I spent, Josh. You are more educated than me, without a doubt. You graduated with honors. Or with, what well, was it with honors, or was it with something else? Distinction. It's a little uh, bit bigger word. Graduated. That is a much bigger word than honors. Distinction? Is that, what, is that double the letters of honors? How many letters are in distinction? 14? I don't know. (laughs) Seems like a big word. Uh, Oh, by the way, Josh, what is the... This is the end of the Fantasy Zone, but what are we sponsored by today? Uh, Tequila and Grenadine. A specific brand of tequila by chance or just run-of-the-mill tequila you made yourself? (laughs) Toilet toilet tequila. The bottle said tequila. It felt like a cartoon from the 50s. So it wasn't a Sailor Jerry or a Admiral Nelson or nothing like that? It's Jose Cuervo. Jose Cuervo. Not bad. Uh, no food? No sna- no snackies for you today? I think I can see a Ziploc bag in the very bottom corner of the stream. I don't think the stream can see it, but maybe it's not a Ziploc bag. Um, if it is a Ziploc bag, it's uh, colored pencils. And the last time I tried to eat those, I had tummy ache for a week. So not, not doing that again. Not after last time. Well, folks, as we know, I got the old Arnie Palmer. Another Southern style leftover from last weekend. I didn't drink it. So we'll, we'll curse for now. That sounded like a good one. And then I also got... Um, so last week we had the Cocoa Pebbles Marshmallow Bars. This week we got Fruity Pebbles Marshmallow Bars. So, Hell I'm yeah, sure. brother. I'm trying to make you jealous, Josh. But that was the Fantasty yeah. Zone. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really hungry. Nikita and I are going to order hamburgers tonight. And to save up for my appetite, I didn't have lunch. Because I forgot. <laughs> you forgot to have lunch. All right, well, let's move on to the – well, we're still – at this moment, it's called the two-minute trail, Josh. Um, but we're doing it a little bit different this week, and it was your originally your idea. Why don't you tell me – I know Brian yelled at us when we had a long two-minute drill last time, but just tell me what was your idea behind what you want to do tonight or what was your thought yeah. and your inspiration? Well, I felt like that the two-minute drill of the previous three weeks um, was very, very unorganized, a little bit – 
you know, it was, we did. And that's how we designed it was we, we could talk two minutes for whatever we wanted. Well, I realized two minutes is a long time to just talk about nonsense, even though I could probably do it football related, don't want to do it. So, and, and this, and I actually, it's funny. Cause I think I texted you on the day of the debate and I was like, that's the, the debate copied us because I did not know the debate was that night. And if so facto, we said it first and then it, they started it. So, you know, you're welcome America. And so tonight we are going to discuss different topics. And then the other person is going to have an opportunity to rebuke those topics. Now, I know I didn't mention it in the text message to you, but you know, there's, there's definitely going to be times where we could agree with each other, but then the other person will just play the, you know, the, the opposite, like the, what if, and that sort of person. So we will, so some would say we'd be intentionally playing devil's advocate advocate, almost playing characters like a skip Bayless or a Stephen A. Smith. Is that, or is that too far? Okay. Exactly like that. Except minus the, the douchery. Josh, the douchery comes with the territory. I hate to, maybe you don't feel like you'll be a douche this week, but douchatory comes with the, uh, Oh, I'm going to be the arena. Okay. But I'm not going to go out there and say Dak is a weak-minded human being because he said he had depression. That was a very indefensible comment. I can no disagreement there. Uh, all right, Josh. So you said you wanted to axe the music. So no whistle, no music this week. I can still keep track of the time over here on my handy-dandy computer. Um, so, Josh, we have well, – well, what are we doing this week? At least what's the first topic or what, what – yeah, how so- are we doing this? The, I, I guess I'm listed first, so I'll go first. But in this two-minute drill, we're going to take one minute each, correct? Yep. Uh, to in, in my case, it's defending my... my bleh, cut that piece out because I forget talkies. Um, okay, perfect. Nice scissors. Um, so one of the topics is going to be somebody will choose a 0-3 team and defend their... Not necessarily defend them, but claim why they might turn things around the other person which is you is going to take it def- or an undefeated team and not necessarily uh tear them apart but show why it's not sustainable success so well, we I- ixnade the bears because it's obvious and and so um as far as Owen three teams there's a cornucopia of teams to pick from and i just so happen to choose the minnesota vikings so to, so to be clear, in case it wasn't, because I don't know if it would have been clear to me in your explanation, so we're going to be countering each other. So Josh is going to tell us why the 0-3 Vikings will turn it around, and then I'll take a minute to counter him and be like, no, the Vikings are fucking trash, 0-16. And then I, after that, will be going, I'll be telling you why the 3-0 Titans are actually going to fall off, because they're currently an undefeated team, so I'll be arguing while the Titans will fall off, and then Josh will be like, nah, dude, Titans Super Bowl confirmed. I feel like if there's an audience here, I would be like, do you understand? But there's not an audience here. I heard clapping, so I think we're good to go. There. Was that convincing? Did the mic get that? Barely. It didn't sound like clapping of hands. Let's just, uh, yeah. Let's All move right. on. Josh, you'll go first. Uh, I will tell you, because I got a timer up here, I will tell you when exactly 60 seconds is up. Are you ready? Well, actually, well, hold on. Before we start, so right now it's still we're taking over the two-minute drill, but this is not a name we'll probably ever use because I don't think Josh would like it permanently, but a name I thought of, at least for today, we're going to call this Fuck Me, No, Fuck You. Like it. Minus the 
swearing. Right. Brian well, hated it. Uh, correct. But that's I, that's why I thought it was even funnier. All right, Josh. So I'm going to start you. When this gets to 45, you have exactly f- uh, five seconds from right now. So prepare yourself. Three, two, one. Defend Vikings. Okay, so this hurts my soul, but I do believe the Vikings are going to turn it around. One of the reasons, after three weeks, strength of schedule. Their third hardest, they've had the third hardest schedule so far after three weeks. And the remaining schedule, they're, they're going to be 18th. So they're going to have a much easier road moving forward. In comparison, Houston, another 0-3 team, they're first in strength of schedule so far. And Atlanta is seventh. And Atlanta will remain seventh for the remaining season. And Houston is going to drop down um, and have the 18th hardest schedule, even with the Vikings. So there, you know, there's opportunity there. Remaining games, Minnesota's opponents have a winning percentage of a 513, so just over 500, whereas Houston's winning opponents or remaining opponents have a win percentage of 60%. Houston plays Green Bay, Chicago, Tennessee twice. Oh, God. Um, Tennessee twice, Indianapolis, and New England. Minnesota plays Green Bay, Chicago twice, which I think they could still win Tampa Bay and Seattle. Those are the toughest remaining opponents. And lastly, Tegarty. Who's got more? Zimmer, Quinn, or B.O.B.? Which one is least likely to tank? Josh, I don't know if you fully respect what what the length of a minute truly is when you take your notes. Uh, that was a I, I I was on microwave minute time. That's like forty minutes. So I appreciate yeah. you cutting it down there. The popcorn Welcome. won't be burnt. All right, so I, I, you'll just have to trust me that I'm keeping my own time. I'm going to start here as soon as this strikes twenty. So I've got five seconds from now. Ooh, soundboard's cutting out, but I mean, that's all you really need to say. Mike Zimmer builds a fragile game plan. If the run is not successful, everything falls apart. Minnesota is not a come-from-behind team. And Josh talks about strength of schedule, but let's talk about the truthiness of the schedule. Houston, they're going to dominate us. Seattle will definitely dominate us. Atlanta will be their first win uh, for the season against us. Then we take a bye. Green Bay will dominate us again. Detroit will beat us. Chicago with Big Dick Nick will beat us. We'll lose to Dallas. We'll pr- we might beat Carolina or Jacksonville, but then we'll lose to Tampa Bay, lose to Chicago, lose to New Orleans, and then lose to Detroit at the end of the season. What is that? Two wins on the entire season? season there's no chance this vikings team is better than anyone says it is kirk cousins is rattled dalvin cook is gonna get hurt justin jefferson is a flash in the pan our defense stinks i mean there's really i mean i i, I haven't even come out in a minute yet and i'm done yeah you're right i agree with everything you just said <gasps> did you set up this whole segment just so i would be mean to the vikings yes Oh, what a what an exciting ruse, Josh. Yeah. Are you at a minute yet? Yeah, I'm done for sure. Okay. All right, I gotta get my my notebook so I can take notes on my counterpoints. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna listen to what I say and then try and counter it live. I like this. I like that you're prepared. All right, let me know when you're ready, Josh. Oh, I'm I'm born ready. All right, I'm gonna give myself five seconds so I got an even here on the timer, so I'm not distracted by that. And 
go. All right, look, folks, the Titans, and this, for the record, I picked the Titans before all this COVID game postponed shenanigans, whatever. So just for the record. But anyways, the Titans have a score differential right now in the season of just plus six. So they have won all three of their games by a margin of just six points. So even if you think they're going to win a lot of the close games, eventually their luck is going to run out. The ball is going to bounce the other way. Also, the Viking or the Titans are just barely better than what the Vikings want to be. Derrick Henry can run the rock, but once they get behind, the Titans seem to flounder just as much as the Vikings would, maybe slightly less. So again, they build a fragile game plan that when their first thing they want to do doesn't work, they stink. And now, on top of everything, they've got COVID going on. They've got currently 11 people in the organization. Don, they're out. They play the Steelers. They play a bunch of other good teams. The Titans are uh, going to fall off from 3-0. and But they'll still make the playoffs because 14 teams make the playoffs. I'm done. I said I'm done. Oh, yeah, but when when's my minute start? Well, you got I was expecting you to make some sort of comment. Be like, okay, interesting. Give me a second here. But you just... You I were, had to process you, everything you said. <laughs> okay, Josh, you've got All 10 right. seconds. 10 Oh, my goodness. I'm going to go bake a pie. Five. Three. One. Go. All right, Garlic. They get the early bye with this COVID, all part of their big brain strat. So they get to take an extra rest week. A.J. Brown gets to get healthy, and they get to game plan for their next game. Granted, probably not an ideal situation for the team having COVID. And yes, folks, he did pick the Titans before COVID hit. Um, Their win differential, I mean, a win's a win. Green Bay Packers, if you don't recall, last season were the worst 13-3 and team of all time to make it one game away from the Super Bowl. And, you know, a win is a win. doesn't matter how they do it. They do it, whether by the leg of Goskowski, the arm of Tannehill, or the glutes of Derrick Henry. They have Jonu Smith, who's stepping up. He wasn't necessarily a big name last season until the end of the year. He's still doing well. A.J. Brown's coming in. And then they've also got somebody by the name of Derrick Henry. And when it gets cold out, and it will get cold out, no one's going to want to hit that train. Choo-choo. Tennessee Titans, 14-2. and Hey, that was much closer to a minute. Look at you, Josh. Averaged it out. So 14-2, and two, huh? Is that your real prediction? No, I just wanted to pick something that rhymed. Actually, I was going to go to the 256 to see if I did actually have them at 14-2, and two, but I don't think I did. 14-2, uh, and two, probably a little high. You're more of a 12-4 and four kind of guy, if I had to guess. That's, yeah, I, that's, yeah. All right, so... Uh, we'll work on that. We'll probably have a ticking time, uh, ticking timer in the background or something next time. But uh, you know, I, d- I didn't prepare for that, and uh, you know, so that's that's what we get. Just get us talking for a minute with nothing going on in the background. So, Josh, how do you feel that went? Inst- instant review. We'll reflect on it more maturely later. But instant review. Did you like that? Did you hate it? I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was an opportunity for us to you know have some back and forth. So the last, the other two minute drills, we just you know. One, we'd each talk for two minutes, and then that was that. We didn't get to go back and forth on the reasoning why. I feel like we should have a little bit more opinionated feelings because that's when we really get into it. Like next week, we could talk Josh Gordon, top 10 wide receiver of all time or nah? Nah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We agree (laughs) on that one. Um, (laughs) Now we can workshop it, see what the people want. Sure. I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure Brian will have a comment. Yeah, I mean, Brian will, Brian will be Obama and introduce the Cash for Clunkers program and start paying us to stop producing a podcast if this is what we're going to put out, probably. 
Yeah, probably, you know, just call us a, a lemon of a group. Oh, Josh, but lemons are so tasty. Yeah. Have you ever sure. eaten the tailpipe on a lemon? It is crunchy. I have not. Anyways, moving on. Garlic, it's our favorite time. And you know what? I'm going to throw a curveball. Why don't you bring us into the fantasy fun time? Give me just a second here. I got I to gotta be in the right mental space for this. I don't want to let you down. Welcome to the fantasy fun time. How's oh that? My God. Leonardo DiCaprio, step down. We've got a new number one in town. Ladies, how you doing? As always, folks, we like to start the fantasy fun time with what garlic? The grain of salt, Josh. A little salt bay on him. Let it be known that we invented the grain of salt first, so salt bay actually pays us royalties every time he does this. You know that? Uh, yeah. No, my checks are coming in pretty steadily. Yeah, and let's just say there are plenty of zeros on the check. Hell yeah, brother. Before and after the dot. Ladies. How's your grain of salt looking, Josh? Oh, we're both taking a drink at the same time. All right. Now that you're done drinking, how's your grain of salt looking, Mr. Tequila? Sodiumless. Let's just say this season, my grain of salt has been sodium free because my fantasy seasons have been going smooth. All except for one yeah, I mean, I was going to say the, the Bunker Family League seems to be a struggle, but otherwise there is a lot of green on your spreadsheet. I cannot deny it. Yeah, last week went four and two. Um, lots in the deflate these balls. Adams was out. A.J. Brown was out. Um, Raheem Mostert was out. I had a lot of injuries, so was expecting that L. You're welcome, Walters. And then the Bunker Fam, That I mean, we're going to go 0-13 easy. We have... Well, Alan Lazard was our number one last week, and that's not going to happen this week. Um, Julio might not play, and Squam Barkley's hurt. So, yeah, really, we're just hoping Deshaun Watson puts up enough points to win us a game, but we're, it's not likely. Um, overall, 14-4 and four on the year, 78% win percentage roughly. Um, I forgot to check to deflate these balls, but um, overall throughout the season, I'm 149-44. and 44 roughly so 77 percent win percentage not bad for a white guy uh yeah my week last week was less sexier than josh's certainly i went two and three um i'm eight and seven on the season with only a 53.33 winning percentage um if you're losing if you're using the intellectual property of joshua allen bunker incorporated i am only 90 and 81 against uh, my opponents this year so i am extremely average in fantasy uh, i am killing it in my cheapest league and that is about it all my other um i have i have a win in every league so i got that going for me but other than that it does not does not look uh, good early for gar to take home any trophies this year so let's just say i am less than thrilled and uh yeah that, that's my grain of salt josh it is certainly much saltier than yours I'm going to have to build a new shelf for all the hardware I'm going to get. Oh, real pal. No. Um, yeah, FanDuel leaderboard. I don't have it pulled up because I am not responsible. Well, what do we have? Well, Josh, last week, the somehow the defunct human being that is T, 
Uh, he won last week. I know the weekly contests individually don't mean that much, but T did come in first place last week. But Jack still did high enough to retain his lead on the overall leaderboard. Jack leads, and last week he was only leading by 0.3. Now he's leading by like six, I think. Nikita is in second, and then T, with his win from last week, rockets himself into third. So that is how everything shakes out. We've still got 14 weeks to go, um, but as of right now, Jack is still leading two weeks in a row. Do you think Jack will take home the cake here, pal? If he plays it safe the rest of the season, but no, probably not. I know for a fact he's at a bachelor party, and unless he set his lineup, he's not going to know to set his lineup. <sighs> he's going to be in one of them booze comas I've heard so much about. Yeah, no, I, I was invited to that BC, BP, but... Oh, who's, who? I mean, whose wedding is it? That'll tell it's you. Jack's. Oh, it's, so it's his own bachelor party, and you weren't invited, huh? No, I was. Oh, you were invited, but you did you decide to not go? Why, why don't you go? Um, mostly because of COVID going on. I haven't been feeling well this week. Didn't go to softball on Tuesday. Didn't go to church group or church leadership on Wednesday. And just have been kind of feeling under the weather. Didn't want to expose the groom to anything possible, even though it's most likely allergies. I mean, just wear a mask, Josh. That's how it works. A little social distancing. You'll be fine. How am I supposed to drink? You got me. Absolutely. Staying home was the right call. Yep. Um, what, are, what were the best values? I need to know. Well, Josh, see, that's a very good question. I'm really glad you asked it. So first, we talk about the top. Uh, well, I guess it does say best values first. But Russell Wilson was first. Then Tyler Lockett along with Russell Wilson. Josh Allen third. Burkhead was fourth. And then Dak Prescott was fifth in just the overall leaderboards. And then if you go ahead and sort this by value real quick, the top value was the aforementioned Rex Burkhead. He was a 6.5 times value. He scored 31.3 fantasy points, three tutters. Cedric Wilson was second best value on the week. He uh, was a 5.6 uh, uh, multiplier, uh, whatever, however you would term that, of his value, uh, putting up 25.2. Justin Jefferson, third at 5.5. The Indianapolis Colts defense was fourth with 5.4. And then Tyler Lockett, again, we just mentioned him. He was a 4.8 uh, multiplier on his value. So, again, I'm not exactly sure how that's calculated. I should probably learn that. But I can tell you that Tyler Lockett was good last week. He did things. Had you ever heard of Cedric Wilson before uh, Sunday? Is that the running back in? No, that's Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he Cedric Wilson was the fourth string receiver for the Cowboys that was just catching everything because apparently the other three <laughs> that's right. were constantly yeah. covered. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was he was a speedy guy too. Yeah, for sure. I kind of pissed me off a little bit because I started C.D. Lamb in the redraft league, and the Cedric Wilson guy instead decided to get 25 points, and C.D. Lamb did not. But it all worked out because I still won. But a little depressing. Uh, also worth noting, not a single tight end was listed there, and you don't see a tight end in this list until that'd be six, seven, eight. And there's a tight end at eight and a tight end at nine in the overall value. But if you listened to Gar and did the tight end tight end strategy, you would have been disappointed last weekend, at least in terms of value. So, good thing people don't listen yes, to us, Josh. Yes, I was. Oh, did you use the two tight ends, pal? Actually, I don't know if I did or not. I might have done, I think I did Johnny Smith and Logan Wilson, so. <laughs> gotcha. Well, Josh, who do you like this week? Who do you, do you have you already put in your entry? 
Yeah, I have. Um, let's see who I've got. I've got Alan Lazard. Um, um, Alan Lazard. And Alan Lazard. I got him three times. Well, that's pretty good. It's very interesting that you have him in your lineup, though, because he is playing on Monday night, which is currently not part of the contest, although it probably will be next week based on the vote. And then um, he's also hurt, so he probably won't be playing. So you sure you want to start Alan Lazard three times? Abdominal surgery, Gar? You think that holds a man out of a sport that maintain, that has a lot of contact? Please. I mean, Rub usually. Rub some dirt on it. No, he's he's probably done for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I saw one notification today that said about a month was their guesstimate. If it's a month, that would be great. Um, I, uh, Deshaun Jackson had something similar last year, I guess. He had um, some sort of procedure to a core muscle, and it kept him out for the remainder of the year, and it was early on. Oof. I think he re-injured it, and so I hope they don't rush him back because I do love me some Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard well, was flashing last week for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, who do you got? Well, Josh, uh, I went with a very bold strategy of pretty much all studs this week. I mean, Russell Wilson against Miami is very tasty. Alvin Kamara against Detroit is very tasty. Uh, Mike Evans, the touchdown machine, is very tasty, even if he is playing a stiffer defense in the Chargers. Um, and then Hunter Renfro uh, put up a lot of receptions last week, so I'm hoping he will repeat. And I've got him in my wide receiver three spot. I'm hoping he repeats too because I snagged him off the waivers in Victoria's Secret. Ooh, child. Do you think goes? I mean, Henry Ruggs is out and Brian Edwards is out. I mean, Hunter Renfro is definitely not like an X or uh, an X receiver is going to be going down the field um, on go routes all game, but he, he could rack up some points for you. No, I'm just hoping that he gets matched up on Diggs. Uh, no, Diggs, Diggs, not Diggs. Um, they're, like I said, they're playing Buffalo. Yeah, I, for some reason I'd read that as Indianapolis. Same letters, right? And yes. uh and and I was not I was thinking the Rhodes character. Yeah, I he, I would say he is unlikely to be matched up on Rhodes, but Rhodes was the AFC player of the week last week. Yeah, even a broken clock strike twice a day. That's that's do you it sound like you meant to say something else there, Josh? Was there anything else you'd rather say instead of day or no, I was going to say twice a year, but that doesn't make sense. I mean, it would be right twice a year. That's true. Um, yeah, I'm really actually hoping Hunter Renfro does well because at this moment in time, my wide receivers are DeAndre Hopkins, Hunter Renfro, and Deontay Johnson. Oh, I guess Jarvis Landry, but does he really count? I mean, he's not even a person, is he? Jarvis Landry? Jarvis, not really. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins is a game-time decision, so, oh, no. At least I got my boy James Robinson in the lineup. There you go. He looks good. I like Carmel's idea. What's Carmel's idea? Live update, folks. Carmel wants us to switch to Thursday night games in the FanDuel League only. That's Unfortunately for Carmel, that is literally not an option. Okay. I think we've done a lot of talking in this point, so let's go to the budget bunch. How'd you do last week? Josh, I had a shitty budget bunch. Uh, Devonta Freeman did nothing. Logan Thomas got 5.1, and Cagely Hamler got 4.3. I had com- I combined for just over 10 points out of all three guys. Huh. 
Yeah, no, I like, you know how last week I said, no, nah, let's not make it a competition. Let's not keep track of points. I right. changed my mind nope, this week. Nope, too late. I already deleted them. No one will remember. <laughs> All right. Uh, as you may recall, I had Hunter Renfro last week. He put up 17 and a half. Mo Ali Cox put up 12 and a half. And Brandon Yuck put up 18 and a half. I had a decent week in the budget bunch. Hopefully y'all listen to me. Probably didn't. Well, I don't blame you. If you're so good, Josh, what do you got this week? Uh, this week, I have Andy Isabella, Tyler Croft, and Latavius Miss Murray. Latavius Miss? Why? Did he get renamed? Did I miss it? No, I just started typing and I just kept on typing. Gotcha. Well, this week, I've got Cole Beasley for 51 hundy. Uh, Drew Sample for 47 hundy. Dude had a down week, but I think he'll bounce back. And then this one is looking less and less good. But for now, I have it penciled in as uh, Travis Homer. Uh, but it looks like Chris Carson will play. And if that's the case, definitely do not have Travis Homer be in your budget bunch. But I picked him a couple days ago. We do our notes earlier in the week. So that's what I got now. I will probably have to change it if I, if I care at all, which I don't. So that's what I got, Josh. For sure. Who do you, of these six, who looks the, the tastiest? Of the six we got, I mean, I would say, I mean, Latavius has the highest floor, I would say, for sure. Um, I think Cole Beasley has a good chance if John Brown's banged up. Again, Beasley's like a more like a Renfro, a white slot receiver. Um, but he, I think Beasley has a chance. He's the tastiest to me. That's why I picked him. But I'd say Latavius has the highest floor, for sure. I do like Latavius's floor because they do seem to give him a lot of the carries. Um, and then he'll he's getting a lot more of the share than i expected him to get in new orleans but i do like andy isabella especially if deandre hopkins is banged up um he's got a couple touch i think he got a couple touchdowns last week too so he's he's definitely got some care um some um chemistry with kyler so i don't know and beasley obviously if john brown's banged up is a good choice but if we're gonna do this whole lock it in type thing i'm going andy isabella Ooh, andy isabella there it is folks he locked it in all right, Josh, that is the end of the fantasy fun time. Let's move on to the Hidden Oaks highlights. Josh, who won the side bet last week? We have, it was, it was honestly a really interesting and, and close side bet. But the 30 for 30, we have Jeremy as the winner with Keenan Allen scoring 30.2. Josh, that's, um, not, that's not how the note reads. Keen scored 30.2. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was, I did that for Nikita. And then My uh, boy Keen. we'll see if this works. It, it, it was choppy earlier, but we'll try it again. It's true that every man has his price. There we go. And it's also true that money won is a lot sweeter than money earned. Now he's a philosophizer. Congrats, Jeremy. Money won right there. Five bucks in your pocket. Styling, profiling. What's the side bet this week? League. Ooh, good. Half of the league had a player within five points of 30. I don't know. I, I guess we didn't track it as well last year, but now it would have been fun to see how many people were actually that close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, uh, this year I decided we, I wanted to go with the leaderboard because I text everyone every week. So, and no one's ever questioned the results, but if I just lay it all out there, I think people are slightly more appreciative or at least they could see how they stacked up. So, I mean, it takes like oh, an geez. extra five minutes of effort. No big deal. Um, side bet this week, Josh Rushmore starting running back with the most rushing yards in event of a tie second most rushing yards to the next running back for sure. And then who just, just if you had to get pick, pick a random player of the entire NFL, who do you think could take the Rushmore this week? We have no idea whose team they're on. Cause I don't keep track of the other person's teams, but just pick a running back in the league. 
Of who's not hurt right now? You're right. There's no one left. Honestly, um, Cook after last week is coming to mind, and then Aaron Jones, because Aaron Jones is one of those guys where he he does well one week, he'll he'll crush it, and then he'll kind of you know pitter patter around, not do much, be a lemon, and then come back and have another big week. So I think that he could turn around against Atlanta. Um, and, and Houston's defense is questionable. So cook. So those two guys, but I also wouldn't be surprised if that like a, just a random person out of nowhere comes out and just rips it apart too. It's not going to be Derek Henry or James Conner. That's true. Uh, yeah, I, I would put just, just to be a homer, just to give myself a glimpse of hope. I'd put it on Dalvin, just see how, see how he goes. He had a pretty good week last week. So if he can continue that momentum, I'll give it to Dalvin. Uh, Josh, so I put in a very brief discussion question here for the Hidden Oaks highlights and you don't have to talk very deeply about it at all, but we've talked about you in, in the grain of salt. You were having a dominant fantasy season, but we all know that, um, the dynasty league usually doesn't turn out perfectly well for you usually come in the third place game is this a trap season for you in the dynasty or are you finally for real oh i'm for real gonna get third place again but i mean your team looks so good right now why do you think you'll only get third how why is this not your year to take the ship um i feel like my team is going to either get hurt or get sick at the most inopportune time and it will lead to a third place game just like that huh I mean, the one year that I thought I had the best chance of making it, um, Kamara got a concussion, like the third play of a game, and missed the entire next week as well. So that that was, and those were both in playoffs, and I managed to squeak at a win and then lost the next one. So I, I just, the luck, I don't have it when it comes to the playoffs for this league. So third place, that's that's what it's going to be. Gotcha. And we will move on briefly here, but in the redraft, I just want to shout out T1. Uh, obviously, anyone who remembers... Uh, he had his team drafted by Kyle, and he there were mixed reviews on Kyle's performance. Uh, you know, in T's defense, Kyle had probably not thought about fantasy football in a couple years, and he literally responded hours before the draft and said he'd do it. So we appreciate Kyle very much. But mixed reviews on his uh, performance, but he won. Jeremy, the rookie, won his first game, and then uh, Hammer got 185 that is a lot of points in this league uh, i told hammer if he cracked 200 i would give him a blowjob uh so no blowjob for hammer because lamar jackson shit the bed on monday night but 185 is still pretty impressive if i must say so myself all right and derek hasn't won yet because derek stinks all right josh let's move on to the fave five what it's uh what's our topic this week pal competitive multiplayer video games so did you did you struggle like you did last like with uh, the sports movies or is this one easier than the sports movies for you? Because you play less video games than me in the aggregate. I mean, obviously you've played plenty, but I mean, typically when I find a game that I like and I sit down and play it a lot, it's one of those single player campaign ones or single player things. Um, something I wouldn't consider toss into this category. Um, I did have a hard time, but I didn't necessarily. It was more so because of the, the the volume of them. I mean, we go back to the N64 days. We, you know, there's a lot of different games that you can think of. So it's it's uh, there are some of my some of my answers may be lumped into not necessarily categories but franchises instead of you know individual games. 
Gotcha. That's a respectable move. I, I, I thought about that as well, and then I, I steered away from it, but that is a respectable move with how many video games there are and with how some of these games churn out more or less the same game every year, like Call of Duty. It's different variations, but it's still the same pretty much thing. And then Madden is literally the same game every year, so I get that. Um, but I will give you a uh, I will give you a sneak peek. Madden did not make my fave five. Ooh, Josh, if we're teasing things, I will also say Madden did not make my top five. Uh, and I'll explain why later. But uh, we're going to do it slightly differently this week than the first couple weeks. Josh and I had uh, we did like we did we counted up with everyone, including our guests five four three two one. Um, this week I wanted to do it differently because I feel like we weren't giving our guest contributors enough time or enough credit individually because we would just briefly mention them as we go. Here we're going to do everyone separately uh, just to try and spotlight people individually for a, slight, a slightly more consistent amount of time. If not, maybe it's less in the aggregate, but who knows. Anyways, we had four contributors this week and Jack was number one. He technically didn't number his list, but I will read them in order that he listed them from top to bottom. Well, actually, I'll read it from bottom to top because I would assume he goes five, four, three, two, one. Um, Jack's number five that I, I'm assuming is his number five was GoldenEye 07. Huge N64 game. Anyone who grew up in the hood knew that was Nate's game. Very popular game on the N64. I never personally got into it, Josh. Uh, but did you? Did you ever play the GoldenEye on the 64? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Nate was into it, so obviously I was into it at the same time. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, yeah I, no, I remember us sitting up playing that, and uh, Brian would join us every once in a while. It was a good time. Not Brian can up. Brian Nielsen. Right. All right. So Jack's number four then is COD, Call of Duty. He says, Modern Warfare 1 and 2 are my faves, but shout out to Blops 3 where I got Master Prestige and Dark Matter all guns. So number four for Jack is the Call of Duty franchise, and I respect that. Uh, Super Smash Bros. is Jack's number three. He lists Melee as his favorite. Melee was the one on the GameCube, if I am not mistaken. Uh, Smash Bros. is an iconic competitive multiplayer game. Number two, Josh, you'll appreciate this one, Mario Kart 64. Uh, I was not a big Mario Kart 64 guy, but I know it was huge, and I played it plenty. Um, uh, how did you feel about Mario Kart 64, Josh? Good, bad? Loved it, hated it? Josh? My connection's unstable. I know, but just keep just power through. I think you'll be okay. Maybe not. Um, Star Wars, or yeah, Mario Kart 64. Yeah. I, I was a fan. So, but I mean, it wasn't like a religious game of yours. I know you'll have your own top five, but just giving brief, give, give brief thoughts here. I wouldn't say a religious game, but it was definitely a fun one to play. Gotcha. All right, and then Jack's, because I was not a big, my mom, long story short, I bought it once, then my mom returned it the next day. I was very, I was a very unhappy, like, eight-year-old or however old I was, so I, I didn't get to appreciate it as much as I could have. Uh, number one for Jack here was Star Wars Battlefront Two on the PS2, so the older one, not the new Battlefront Two. Uh, I know I didn't own a PS2 and I didn't play this game, but I went over to Tyler Fleek's house and played it with him, and this game looked amazing. Did you ever get a chance to appreciate the older Battlefront Two, Josh? I did. I played it with my nephew, Patrick. Shout Ooh. out to Patrick. He is on Spotify. What does he do on um, Spotify? Music, sorry, podcast? Cutting out. <laughs> Music. He's a rapper. Oh, shout out to Patrick. How come we've never dropped some his, Patrick uh, beats on the show before? Well, he's inappropriate. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. We're uh, an explicit I podcast. His album title is James. Check it out check it out james ladies and gentlemen um and so 
him and I played it once and I was like, you can create your own lightsaber. Loved it. So yeah, I, I, I commend Jack's pick of Star Wars Battlefront too. Yeah. Uh, so, so did Patrick kick your ass or do you kick Patrick's ass? Just to be clear. Cause the folks need to know. Well, you can't win them all, Josh. Uh, do you want to do Walters? Walters didn't give a, a long explanation; he just gave his answer. So, do you want to you want to do Walters here? Chell Mario Kart? No, uh, yeah, Chell, which I'm assuming is that uh, NHL. Um, for those of you uninformed, correct. Um, not a big fan myself. I mean, I play it, but you know, it's it's ice soccer. Mario Kart 64 coming in in fourth. So another Mario Kart 64. Um, so I won't talk too much about that. Halo 3. Gar, I know you're big into the Halo. How do you feel about Halo 3 as opposed to the rest? Josh, uh, I mean, compared to the, like, Halo 3 would be the top of uh, my five, just considering these five. Halo 3 would be on the top for sure. A lot of time spent in that game in my youth. Okay. Coming at two, he has StarCraft, which as far as I understand, is like World of Warcraft, but in space. Yeah, I've never played StarCraft. I couldn't tell you. And then coming in at number one, Battlefield 2. Never played. Can't tell you anything about it. I haven't played this one either. Um, Walters has talked about this a lot recently. because He's been getting into the COD game. He's been getting a little more serious. He's trying to stream a little bit. Um, but he, he talks about his olden days. And for folks that don't know, Walters is ancient compared to Josh and I. Walters is like 97. Uh, so not, not the Brian, like 204, but he is old. Uh, so Walters was there smashing kids on Battlefield 2 back in the day. So that's why it cracks his number one spot. Uh, Josh, All right. do you want to take Carmel? I would gladly. And then Hammer, I listed Hammer, but I didn't put it in the spreadsheet. Hammer commented on the Facebook, so while I'm doing Carmel, if you want to pull up the Facebook and you can see Hammer's comment, you can read that. And if not, I can, because I already have it up. But I will read Carmel's. Um, and Carmel obviously didn't fully... Uh, either understand or comply with the rules because Carmel likes to be difficult. But at number five, Carmel's got Minecraft, uh, which I would not consider a competitive multiplayer game. It can be. You can do like Hunger Games and all that. But on its own, I would say it's more cooperative. Uh, anyways, he says, you build things, you destroy things. Feels like you're on an HGTV show. That was, that was his reasoning for Minecraft. Number four, this dude's got GoldenEye 007. We've already seen it, but what Levi says is, I mean, what can you say about the game that paved the way for gaming as a group event? There wouldn't be any Halo, COD, or any other first-person shooter without this breaking the ground it did. So, Carmel Bear is appreciating the historical significance of GoldenEye there. Number three, Carmel's got COD Warzone. He says, yeah, it's new. And yeah, it may not be perfect, but I have a hell of a time when I'm playing it, even if I'm getting spammed by an origin. It's pure fun. Uh, and then... Carmel Bear also isn't the smartest person of all time because I don't know if you read Carmel's email, but how he numbered things was four, or he did five, four, three, four, five. So in the middle of his numbering, he seemed to have lost his place, and he went from three back to four. But uh, he's adorable. So his real number two, even though he listed as his second number four, he has COD four. Speaking of all the fours, um, it's hard to find a modern shooter that hasn't borrowed from this game, and for good reason. The introduction of kill streaks, creative class, memorable maps, everything about this game is top notch, A plus. Never will be topped with first person shooters. 
So uh, COD 4 is a classic. I spent a lot of time on it myself, so I can't disagree there. Um, and number one, which he has listed as the second number five, Carmel has Last of Us Factions. It may not seem that amazing off the bat, but given a chance, I'm sure this game will sneak its way into your all-time list as well. It's a tense, addictive, and hardcore competitive experience with a survivalist's twist that hooks you, uh, hooks you in during the first game. How do you feel about that top five, Josh? you agree, disagree with any of those? Yeah, no, I can agree. I haven't played Last of Us. Uh, Minecraft is one that I haven't played, mostly because I'm afraid I'd delve into that rabbit hole and never come out because um, I am a big fan of the base building and the, the creative games like that. Um, but the other ones are for sure um, worthy of a list. So I, will, I do have... Uh, go ahead. I was going to say I have hammers pulled up if we're ready, but go on. Well, I was just going to ask you, because I know, because I mean, you, you used to shit on us plenty when we played the Modern Warfare Remastered, which is the remastered of COD 4. So you didn't dive deep into the COD 4 on its original run, correct? Or did you? Because that would have been like I, high school, early college. I did not. Um, I was a freshman in college when MW2 came out. Gotcha. There you go. So, yep. So, Josh is not a COD 4 original. I was just just uh, cleaning that up, clarifying that for myself, not for anybody else. Nope, but but I did pick it up and play with you guys for a bit, and I do understand the appeal, even on the remastered version. Yeah. Remastered version, not as good. You got all this pay-to-win bullshit, all these new guns. But COD 4 was a classic. Didn't do too much. Um, and, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll love that game forever. But, Josh, you got Hammer. Hit us. Oh, hold on. I got Walters in the chat here. Uh, well, going back to Walters for just a second, he has, he says StarCraft is not exactly like World at War or World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft is an MMORPG, and for Brian, an MMORPG is a massive multiplayer. I think it's is it massive mass mass yeah. mul- mass multiplayer online role-playing game based off the real-time strategy rts game warcraft starcraft is a space version of warcraft so not world of warcraft oh i'm warcraft. sorry walters yeah show the, i'm sorry show the respect he says starcraft is considered the most balanced rts game of all time korea made it a sport before esports was an actual thing so walters is trying to drop a little knowledge on you there pal yeah, push your glasses up your nose and shut up. All right, Josh, hit us with the ham bone right over my face. Hammer, Mr. I still visit the Facebook page, has Super we- Street Fighters 2 on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. I still don't think as an adult I could do half of the characters' stupid combos, was his comment. Number four, Goldeneye 007 and 64. Need I say more? Odd job is cheating. Battle for Middle Earth. Online play was epic. Continued to play this game into college with Ross until they took down the servers. Online play was so slow back then that everyone knew you couldn't use the Balrog's powers because it would crash the game. Call of Duty 4. That's his number two. We're seeing a trend here. Modern Warfare Xbox 360. The first, in my opinion, best Call of Duty with online multiplayer. Maps were the best. Not too many stupid kill streaks. His favorite gun, RPD. Favorite map, Showdown. And then coming in at number one, or what I assume is number one, Super Smash Bros. Super Smash Bros. Melee for the N64 and the GameCube. Lots of street cred as a kid if you were good at this game. Captain Falco, or Captain Falcon and Falco are his characters of choice. His map, Hyrule Castle. Gar. Comments, questions, concerns? I mean, Falco was an absolute classic. Uh, he was my favorite, much better than Star Fox for some reason. Uh, to his COD 4 comment about the RPD being his favorite gun, 
for anyone unfamiliar with COD 400 and the RPD, that is a light machine gun. So obviously Hammer was out there being a spray and pray douchebag that everyone hated. I'm sure this guy did an RPD juggernaut and was just murdering kids, being a douche, min-maxing the game. But good for you that you loved it. Uh, never played Battle for Middle Earth. Uh, GoldenEye, I mean, trend there, three out of four of our respondents have said GoldenEye was an iconic game for them and then uh, was not a Street Fighters guy game uh, either. So. Yeah. Um, do you want to do Brian's? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you do Brian's. All right. So Brian's, um, he, since he always responds with his top five, we just had to kind of assume what his answers were based on his email from earlier. And so Brian, um, very consistent with his um, number five, Pong. For those of you who don't know, that is the 1v1 game that simulates a ping pong match. Coming in at number four, Pong. Um, very similar to number five, 1v1 um, ping pong match. Coming in at number three, we've got Pong. That is going to be um, almost identical to five and four. Number two, Pong. Um, just so happens to be a fun fact on Pong is uh, Brian, as a young child, would play and got mad and he had to go. And this led to him to find his favorite multiplayer competitive game, which is dubbed outside. For those of you who don't know, that, that is what is out of your house, a.k.a. outside. So Brian's top five, Pong, 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 outside. Any comments, Gar? I mean, just the way, I think you did intend it anyway, but just the way you said pong, 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 it sounded racist to me. Like, I just, I just want to get that out there. The, just the, for whatever reason, the way it hit my ear holes, it's, it sounded racist. The pong, 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 pong. Uh, Christ. Uh, and then, yeah, outside. Do you think Brian ever won outside? Or how do you, how do you think Brian competed in outside? Do you think he did good? Do you think he did bad? Well, he must not have done good enough to retire early because he still does the outside thing every once in a while during hunting and fishing season. He does. I think he still runs, too. Brian, big running guy. That's not a multiplayer competitive video game, though. I mean, neither <laughs> there's anything else outside. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but I guess yeah. there are things called races. But yeah, the, the boomer Brian had to shit all over our gaming culture by saying we're sitting in our parents' basement eating Doritos. And I've never felt more attacked in our, my life because Josh and I definitely <laughs> spent plenty of time in our parents' basement eating Doritos, playing video games. So that's, that's fucked up, Brian. We are sensitive people. Uh, Josh, so Josh, how do you feel about your list? Because I guess, do you feel so confident that you want to be the main event? You want to be last? Or you're like, oh, my list is okay. I'd rather be second. Second to last, I should say. Well, I figured since we're the hosts, we can go every other like usual, but it doesn't matter to oh, me. Oh, we sure can. We can do that. All right, Josh. Do you well, do you want to go first or second then? Do you want to? Basically, the question is, do you want to have the final walk-off homer or do you want to... Lo- I'll let you have the final walk-off homer. Well, I mean, it's not going to be very impressive. Are you sure? Like, How do you feel about your number one? I don't have a number one. I have seven <laughs> written down, and I'm just going to pick them randomly. Okay. It, it, I was, I was going to open with this at... You know, this is one where I think of, for my personal thing, I went with like, what are the ones that got me either the most heated or just have the most kind of, uh, um, I reminisce on the most, the ones that, you know, have a, have a meaning to me, at least in my childhood sure, slash that's, adult life. 
That's fair. And thinking back to Jack right now, I think he had an honorable mention in his email, but I don't know if I ever read his honorable mention. Oh, well. I can say that I do. we don't normally do honorable mentions, but I had to for this one. Uh, Civilization Revolution did not make my top five, but that's a game I sunk a lot of time into. Uh, Madden did not make my list. Josh and I have already talked about that. And then GTA 4 and 5, a lot of good memories on there, specifically with Titan, but I just couldn't put it in my top five because, uh, like Josh alluded to earlier, I had to respect my past. And you're just going to see at least two games from my past that just had to make my top five. So I didn't, I didn't want a recency bias to be too real. So, Josh, go ahead and lead us with your number five. So coming in at number five, it is a game that we have seen on a list multiple times already. GoldenEye 007. Oh, no way. I didn't know if GoldenEye would make your list or not. That is, I mean, it, it made my list specifically because of, like I said, Nate and I sunk hours into that. Yeah. Playing with, and then, and you know, get that Golden Gun game's over. So I did love me some GoldenEye. Um, it's not higher on my list. And, and honestly, it probably wouldn't be a top five favorite play of all time, but just that, you know, that warm fuzzy feeling inside is why I made that top five. Oh, sure. The mem- the memories, I, I get it. I respect it um, for sure. Uh, my number five, I couldn't put, I mean, if, if a couple of the hood members listen to this, they might disagree with this being at my only as five. They'll say that's low, but I couldn't put it at number five or any higher because this is a game I've never owned, but it still made my top list. Uh, this is going to be Mario Kart Wii. Uh, Bradley, Jesse, and I have sunk a lifetime worth of hours into this game. Uh, if anyone's unfamiliar, the three of us run circuits, in, well, at least what we call circuits in Mario Kart Wii, which is all 32 race maps in a row. It, it turns out to be about two hours of Mario Kart uh, straight. Uh, so the tradition is we go get Taco Bell, stuff our face, drink Baja Blast, and play two hours of Mario Kart. So... Uh, just the sheer amount of time I've spent playing that and the good memories I have doing that, it had to make my list. But again, I've never owned a Wii, so I couldn't put it any higher than five. What do you got at number four, Josh? I mean, at number four, this one you might kind of view as cheating. Um, but... Cheater! Jack... Box Party Pack. Oh, that's a good one. Good pull. So it is a combination of different board games and games in general. I mean, not necessarily board games, but Fibbage, Quiplash, Gar. Come on. We've had a lot of good teams in that already. I mean, faking it. That, oh, I know yeah. that. I know that's Nikita's favorite. Is faking it. Nikita's. Yeah. Shout out to my wife, Nikita. Um, her top five would be faking it, faking it, faking it, faking it, faking it. Faking it. Yeah, the what I don't know if it's murder mystery or murder house horror or horror yeah, whatever it is. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, that one's good as well. It's real good. There was oh, that yeah. what was it? Gaspionage. We played that a bunch. There's that one bomb game. That one was a weird one, but I remember that. Jackpot. Jackbox does a good job coming out with yeah, those. They, I mean, they just had another one come out recently. Oh really? Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good number four though. Great party game. Great party game. Uh, Josh, my number four, and so similar to your calling back to GoldenEye, I didn't have GoldenEye as a kid, so spoiler, GoldenEye's not on my list, but this would be my youth game. Jesse, Bradley, and I, so you're seeing a trend here. This is another game that the three of us played, but we didn't play it on a Nintendo console, didn't play it on an Xbox console. We played this game on my PlayStation 1. It's another car game. The three of us appear to like car games. Twisted Metal 4 comes in at my number 4. I have sunk more hours into that game than any other game on the PlayStation by a country mile. 
Um, I, I don't. I think there was supposed to be a, some sort of narrative single player in that game. I I could still see shot for shot like the intro screen with the clown and the flames for hair and all that dumb bullshit. Uh, but Twisted Metal Four, we spent a lot of time playing that uh, before I got an Xbox. So shout out to the boys. Shout out to Twisted Metal Four. I had to put you on my list. I do remember going over to Alex Simpson's house and wanting to play that game all the time. It's iconic. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Coming in at number three, um, I did narrow it down since we talked. At first, I had just COD, and then I felt, you know, that doesn't work because Ghosts falls in that one um, and, and, and Infinite Warfare. Um, I'm going to go with COD, the Modern Warfare series. That's respectable. Does that so include I'm, the I'm, new the new redub of the Modern Warfare? Just to be clear, yeah, no, I do love I do like this new redub of it. Um, Warzone added that in there, so that's great. Um, but I like the remastered of COD COD Four when I played it. Modern Warfare Two is what got me into this gaming thing, and Modern Warfare Three had its moments as well. I remember getting Modern Warfare Three at midnight release up in Duluth, having five TVs, four TVs in the living room. And staying up till 6 a.m. and emailing my professor I was sick. That's respectable, Josh. And it's funny that that's what you have at number three. Because that might have been number three. I went specifically with Modern Warfare 2. Uh, COD 4 definitely got me hooked on COD. But Modern Warfare 2 was the perfect game for me to get on release night. And for me to sink in a million hours into that game. I don't think that's understating it. I mean, there was the, you remember back to the model 1887s, the Joker glitch, the Stinger glitch. I mean, there's so many iconic commando pro dude, commando pro cold blooded pro. You don't got the fucking red name. The thing I still want in modern warfare to this day. Ugh. I mean, anyone who listens to this and has played Modern Warfare 2 understand what a great game that was, what a great step up it was from COD 4. Modern Warfare 2 killed it, and it happened to come out of the perfect time in my life for me to appreciate it times a million. Josh, what do you got at Dose? Number two. So I didn't get into the whole... Um, Nintendo, Nintendo kind of lost its appeal to me after the GameCube. But this is going to be a Nintendo game, Gar, and I think you know where I'm going. I We've do. got Mario Kart 64 and Mario Kart Double Dash. Ooh, okay, that's not where I thought you were going, but I re- I appreciate it. I respect it. Could not could not decide. I mean, Mario Kart 64 just because I was a big fan of the battle mode. Got I mean, you got the balloons above your head. You're going around. You're trying to knock them off of everybody. And I'm sure they had any other ones, but I sunk days into the 64 version. And then Double Dash loved it you got two different racers you got to pick them you got to you know you got to get a combo going and definitely sunk some hours into that one yeah i I remember getting double dash when it first came out uh, and i played that game religiously another spoiler double dash did not make my list but that's only because for me double dash was much more of a single player game i know that's not how it was intended but so divorced parents uh, i had an xbox at dad's gamecube was at mom's and i really didn't have friends i hung out with when i was with my mom because uh, she had moved a couple bunch of times and didn't really there wasn't a bunch of kids around really um so i played gamecube a lot by myself and so i beat double dash like you get to a point where you unlock literally everything and you get a different new loading screen and so i got all the way to that point in double dash so you don't got to tell me about how great double dash is josh great pull for number two for my number two josh it's a it's a game with the number two in the title uh does that give you any spoilers josh you know what that's going to be yeah i already know what it is 
Yeah. Uh, so this is where I thought you were going with your number two, and then you switched over to the card. This is another Nintendo game. Another game I played. Not I didn't really play this game with the hood, because, again, my mom was the Nintendo consoles, my dad was the Xbox. Uh, but my number two was Mario Party 2. Uh, this game was an absolute classic. Never owned the first Mario Party. The third Mario Party, you know, it was cool, but Mario Party 2 was the one I owned. It's the one Nate owned, so not only did I have, did I have my original childhood run with a couple of people I used to play with in Stonegate Apartments. Shout out to Jeff and Kyla Aliota. I played uh, Mario Party with those kids day and night. Uh, this game has had a resurgence for us because we've played it in uh, Amy Nielsen's basement plenty of times as well. Um, so so this game has had two different lives for me uh, over the span of my gaming career, and Mario Party 2 is iconic. Josh, I know, I don't know if this one made your list or not. Maybe it's your number one, but you want to talk about how great Mario Party 2 is for just a second? And if you want to, you can lead into your number one if that's what it is. So, um, yeah, no, Mario, Mario Party 2 is definitely a great one. Um, sunk a lot of hours into it, which is why it's my number one. Hey, no, <laughs> no, it, it was, it was one. I mean, I, I, I was a big fan of the Mario party franchises all around like Mario party one, two, three, all the way up till, um, honestly, Mario party was one of the reasons why I was sitting here like, should I buy a switch? But, um, I, I, I got one that I game. haven't turned on in like a long time. If you want me to sell it to you, $5 deal. um no it was one of those games like you said nate we had a resurgence playing that i mean obviously kind of sucks playing at nate's because we don't know which controllers are going to work which ones aren't um which ones are even glued together um but i i remember going nate like high school when i was home from college type times nate you want to play some mario party and then i'd bring my own 64 controller over it was yeah hours yeah. into that game yeah that has to make our list because that's a game we would still play today like of my top four so far me jesse and brad would still play mario kart wii whoever we could get together would still play mario party 2 so i mean if those don't make your list of games you're still playing i i don't understand it uh but my number one josh and you, you spoke about mario party 2 eloquently but I couldn't go Nintendo for number one just because of the sheer amount of time I spent in this game. Significantly more than any other game on the list so far. My number one is Halo 3. The custom games on this game alone make this an iconic memory for me. You had Duck Hunt, you had Fat Kid, you had Pheasant Hunt, you had all the mazes people would build. I mean, there's just so many different memories I have in Halo 3 on someone's forged custom map doing some stupid shit. It's incredible. And then you put in the Social Slayer as well and the the Griff Ball. I mean, for anyone who hasn't played Halo 3, none of what I said means anything to you. But um, great memories for me. Just about everyone uh, I played Xbox with played Halo 3 with me, and it was a great time. It's where I met Carmel. Uh, For what that's worth, I met Carmel on the old Halo 3. So Uh, that's a friendship that lasts to this day. It's the guy that you are fucking art, a guy I met on Halo 3. So got to give it all the props I can. Did you ever, I know you, you joke about Halo, but did you ever play Halo 3, Josh, really, or not really? So I, I did buy the um, Master Chief Remastered, and I played it with you and um, Lucas um, a couple times, and, and I do enjoy it. And growing up, Halo 2 was more of my jam, the multiplayer Halo 2. Um, and so I do, I do remember doing, playing that and liking it a lot. I just, for, for whatever reason, I could never understand 
jumping and shooting and all that. And so it, it made me mad that health regenerated. So I just got frustrated with the game more than anything. And, and so that's why I crap on it. Plus it's very easy to say Galo and, and <laughs> it's extremely really, easy to say, I can't argue with that. Very easy and, to say. And you can't really, you can't really, I mean, you can say call of duty, you know, but call of booty. Um, um, and so, yeah, no, it's a great game. I knew it was going to make your top one. Um, Had to. There's really no question. Had to. Um, and so, yeah, great list overall. I'm I'm going to shout out my honorable mention now. I, I mentioned I had written seven down. I actually don't know how to count. I had six. Um, my honorable mention, Garlic. This is an Xbox 360 and an Xbox One game that we have sunk some time into. Do you want to take a guess? Well, I feel confident saying, hmm. So it's, so it's still a multiplayer game, right? Just to confirm. Yep, and it's not. I mean, it's not Madden or any of the other ones. No, I know, I know. Already. I well, I just wanted to make sure. So I, because I, I had a couple different ideas, but I know for sure it's going to be a board game or a card game classic. Uh, knowing you, it's going to be Monopoly. But Uno would also be a great honorable mention. It could be Uno or Monopoly. I just see a five. I don't. I don't. I don't see your writing. Monopoly slash Uno. See, Josh. I know. We we play a lot of Xbox together, dude. I know. I, yeah. I, no. I I wrote that down. It was like the first one that came to my mind too. I was like, Monopoly. Good, good memories. Like, good memories. Yeah. And and honestly, that's one of those games that I would go out there right now, boot up the old console, say, "Wife, make me a sit." No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't say that. That's mean. But I'd say, "Wife, I love you," but. I'm a little race car, and I need to get some boardwalk. There you go. Yeah, Uno, Uno and Monopoly are super fun games. I love playing them with you guys. The only reason it could make my list is just because the volume of memories was so much lower than all these other games. I couldn't. Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, you know, no, it's and it's definitely a uh, um, honorable mention um, for me. It, it wasn't going to make my top five regardless, but I had to write it down at least for that respect. Ugh. So I mean, how do you feel about our new video game podcast, Josh? I mean, we did pretty good. I, yeah, no, I thought that that was a great jump off into um, our our new Wednesday night. <laughs> our, our, we'll call it something original, <laughs> like Video Games Weekly. I, I love it. Video Games Weekly on Wednesday. I think that'd be great. Mm-hmm. But it's 6.22. I'm starving because lunch, I mean, I should probably eat lunch first, but lunch has passed. Yeah, it's definitely a linear situation for you at this point. Oh, yeah. I think it's time to go into that outro. Oh, Josh. I oh, mean, wait. No, hang on. Topic teaser for next week. Gar, I'll let oh. you do the honors. Well, Josh, this I know you're going to have five. No one, There's no one who cannot come up with five for the list. I really want Levi to participate. I don't think Jordan's listened to this podcast in a long time, but me just mentioning the name Jordan. People who know us should know what the, where this is going. Next week's fave five is going to be professional wrestlers brother and i tell you hulk mania is gonna run all over you brother uh so yeah hulk hogan won't make my fave five so that's why i want to do that impression but next week's fave five is professional wrestlers and that's not mma that dumb bullshit though that's amateur wrestling professional wrestling is wwe wwf uh ac wco <laughs> ecw tna impact uh 
AEW is out right now. Any of those. I mean, I'm sure most people don't watch wrestling still besides Jordan. Um, but so you can think back. I'm sure everyone watched it in like the 90s or a little bit in the early 2000s. The Rock, Stone Cold. I mean, iconic, iconic people in pop culture. Fave Five next week, professional wrestlers. Get them in. Now, that was the outro, so, Josh. Oop, unless. So would I be able to have. Tom Hardy, Leonardo DiCaprio, and any of those other actors for a professional wrestler? Oh, why? What do you mean? Because they're just acting. Josh, I mean, what did professional wrestling ever do to you? As far as you know, the NFL is just as fake. Yeah, but professional wrestling told me it was fake. I mean, they've, I don't think they've ever said that during the show. They don't come no, out and I mean, say, this is some fake bullshit, folks. Are you ready? Yeah, they may not, but they told me in a dream. It's scripted sports entertainment, Josh. I don't know what you want. I'm sure you can think back to, even if they're not wrestling, some great promos you've heard over the years. I'm sure there's some great wrestling oh, no. lines I've, you I've already love. got my top five. Don't worry. Yeah, so go tuck yourself in. Fade five <laughs> next week, professional wrestlers. Josh, this is officially the outro now. We've tried it three times. Do you have any final words for the folks? Tell a friend, be a friend. Be a friend, tell a friend, journey to 100, go to sleep six. Nailed it. YouTube.com uh, is what he's talking about for that. Be a friend, tell a friend, journey to 100 subs. We're at 23. We can get there maybe in three years at this pace, but we appreciate everyone who does listen. Don't think we are guilting you or shaming you. We appreciate everyone who's here. Hit notes over to us at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod, or all the places you can find us. Um, and yeah, Josh, let's just get the hell out of here. Go to sleep, everybody. Love you. Bye. Deuces. Ooh. We should probably mention that next week we are now doing Tuesdays. Josh is gone, but I can mention that still. We are now doing Tuesdays. I hope for the rest of the season so we have a stable day, but Tuesdays.